0: You ready to kickstart your week with some dirt-slinging and tire-slaying action motorsports radio that packs the biggest guests? Hi, Ken Block here.
1: Hey, my name's Jolene Van Butte. What's up, Brian Deegan?
2: Brian Deegan Jr. here.
0: They've been thrown into one show that has broken down the barriers of what a motorsports radio show should be. This is the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Racer, with support from General Tire, KMC Wheels, Dirtfish, Gibson Exhaust, and MTX Audio, with your host, who also happens to spend his weekends flying 800-horsepower trucks through the dirt, Jim Beaver.
3: When was the last time you saw an off-road rally driver begging to get behind the wheel of a NASCAR Indy car? Yep, not happening, but you sure see these pavement racers begging to drive our cars.
0: And his partner in crime every week, a self-proclaimed Canadian moto chick who was jumping triples and taking podiums before most guys could learned to ride, Amy Hood.
2: No one knows how to say my last name. Like, is it really that hard? Amy Hood, like I'm from the hood. Don't get it twisted.
0: Sit back, strap in, and be prepared to join us as we take you through a motorsports ride like no other. Here is the man who carries a steering wheel in one hand and a bike in the other Jim Beaver.
3: Good morning, welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, and I am already laughing in studio, got my good friend Jolene Van Butte sitting across the desk from me, uh, we got two hours of a uh, heck of a lot of fun radio, got a lot of Polaris Razor Star Car announcements to make, I know, I missed a week on air last week, it's because of Star Car, told you I, guess I, had, I had something big coming, and uh, I sure did, but uh, we got Jolene here, uh, we're going to talk a ton of star car, got Tanner Faust later on in the show, also have Ashley Wilkie, she was on ground at the Daytona 500, and yes, she is a monster girl, and as you guys know, if you read any kind of motorsports or social media, and those girls were getting a little bit of heat, so we're going to get the bottom of things with Ashley Wilkie, and uh, I don't know, we got to, uh, a little Supercross to the talk, and uh, I think. Supercross moving to Toronto so I don't know maybe Jolene's got some some input maybe some local insider knowledge there or something like that I don't know you got any insider knowledge on Toronto Supercross
1: Mm, not really I I haven't been around that scene for a while and I haven't I can't even remember the last time I got to go to a Toronto Supercross I missed being able to go there and and see the racing. It's worth flying home over, I'm thinking. (laughs) I don't think I have the time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we got a whole lot to talk about here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this break. And, I don't know, Joel, Ian and I, we're going to talk some Star Car. When R.J. Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship winning Razor XP-1000. RJ is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquered the wall of death in XP-1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder R.J. Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
4: The Subaru WRX and WRX STI. A 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready, 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry, it's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally.
3: Discount. Do you race or are you a weekend warrior? Have you checked on the date on your helmet recently? Don't get caught off guard by using an outdated helmet. Impact Racing, the leader in motorsport safety, has new SA 2015 helmets to fit your budget. Whether you're looking for a helmet with a full carbon fiber shell to take you to victory at the Indy 500, or just looking for some helmets for a weekend at Glamis, Impact Racing has a helmet for you. Find out more information at impactraceproducts.com or on Facebook at Impact Safety. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, Jim Beaver, and Jolene Van View. We'll get her mic'd up here in the studio and this is kinda of fun. We've been uh, knocking out some interviews. Got you on project action later this week that we already taped and uh here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. So Yeah, yeah. Well, getting been,
1: getting back on the radio. It's been a while since I've done a lot of interview things. So it's, getting
3: you getting your mojo back.
1: <laughs> getting back into it.
3: Yeah, it's kind of kind of cool. We've known each other for quite some time, and uh, I think this, I don't know, we were talking about it. I think I've done probably at least 10 interviews with you. It's the first one in the studio. It's kind of fun to have you here.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, we, we always, uh, always usually calling in from uh, Maryland, from Trav's house. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, when I'm training for yeah, You'd
3: be doing something and, like, it would be like you'd come, you'd get on air and you'd be like, you, you could tell your breasts, you're breathing hard and everything <laughs> yeah. else. Oh, I oh, just yeah. got done in the, yeah. out of the foam pit or something like that, you know? Half
1: the time I would set an alarm and then I'd be like, oh, crap, I'm going to miss the interview running somewhere to yeah. find some silence. Buried under six <laughs> feet of
3: foam. and <laughs> Yeah. So uh, what brings us here is this uh, small little project called Polaris Stark. T-
1: just a tiny project. Just small. Just one. small. Yeah,
3: so yeah. So those of you tuning in, obviously I was off air last week, mainly because I had a sponsor summit. We had to dial in final details of Polaris Star Carts out in the wild. Now we've got videos dropping, livery dropping, guest driver announcements dropping, cough, cough, Tanner Faust. Um, we've got all kinds of stuff dropping today, but we got Jolene in studio. So we're talking about this thing because from day one when uh, I decided I want to launch this, I go, I want Jolene as my partner in this project. And... Um, which I don't know what you were thinking.
1: Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) So so honored and grateful that you uh, thought of me for this. This is going to be a rad ride.
3: It's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. You know, and I think it's going to be good, too, because, like, when we get to the UTV World Championship, like, we start – um, like 30 razors side by side, and it's like a smoke bomb start all to one, like funnel in. Which
1: is something I've never done
3: before. I was gonna say, but you're like used to coming out of the gates, moto style, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, like I there's, mean, and there's like a short course section that's gonna cross cool. over well. So I'm like, eh, there's some spots where I think you can teach me a few things.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited about this project, obviously, because, um, it's, you know, razors, which I've newly become very passionate about and fallen in love with over the past uh, few years. But also, it's a completely new challenge, um, you inviting me out to experience this whole desert uh, series and and a, a different world. So that is definitely my type of thing is to always push myself into things that I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. <laughs>
3: we well, don't want to ring up short courses. <laughs> <so>.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, I just get such, you know, that's just what makes me feel alive is to do all these rad things with cool people across the world. And yeah, yeah I get to do this with you. I'm pretty pumped.
3: Yeah, you get to, well, and you know, not only that, you're coming off this past weekend. We've been up there at, uh, Haydays. I think we met the Catoos, or, you yep. know. And, uh, yeah, things steamrolled from there, and, uh, you were racing snowcross. cross. That was a little out of your wheelhouse. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was, uh, you know, like you said, at, at, uh, Terracross, we just kind of crossed paths, and, uh, Jeff Coutou said he had a team, and I was like, oh my god, that'd be so cool. And then all of a sudden, I'm, uh, you know, up in Mount Pleasant on a sled racing, uh, the women's class. And uh, getting my ass handed to me, it, it was so much fun. I had one of the greatest experiences getting to get back into racing and get back into something that was not even remotely close, uh, you know, to my element, but um, has all those same racing feels that of stuff I grew up with and I know very well. So it was it was cool to add those two elements together of, you know, stuff I know and stuff I know nothing about and then just have fun with it. And the Katoos were amazing and uh, very hospitable.
3: Yeah, you feel like going into something like that too. I know, like you've got, you know, and especially let's, uh, you know, and I I don't mean this bad, but you know, you've got women's professional or uh, it's like a pro-am division, I think. Um, women's professional snowcross. I mean, it's about as a niche motorsport as you can get, but the girls in there, shredders.
2: Yeah,
1: they're awesome. I mean, it was, it was really cool to get to see that experience. Um, you know, one of the things that I I love is going into all these different divisions of action sports and and seeing the women that are kicking ass and thriving. And it, it it just gets me really excited to go out there and, and join them. So I got that. I got that this weekend with Snowcross and I had a blast.
3: Yeah, you feel like there's enough good talented women and not just here, I know in Europe there's a ton of them and some of them are coming over here to the States, but I mean do you feel like it's something that's big enough at some point, you know, you, you know, you look at Winter X Games and Snowcross has become a big part of Winter X Games, one of the premier events. Do you feel like there's enough women that they could conceivably at some point bring in like a women's division?
1: Yeah, I mean Perhaps. I never even thought of that, but I think that would be a really cool concept. Uh I think if you gather up, you know, all the fastest women across the the world to get that platform, you'd, you'd have a good, good class.
3: Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. I start brainstorming, right? Yeah. <laughs> so X Games, are yeah. you listening? Yeah. No, the thing is they do and And like, I'll send emails and I think sometimes they're like, man, why does he have to say that? Because he's right, but we don't want to do it. <laughs> Well I I'm,
1: I'm certain the girls of Snowcross would be super stoked to be able to have that platform. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I think it uh so you're not only just doing that one event though. It sounds like you're doing uh, doing another one and in-
1: Yeah, I'm going to, you know, it was one of those things that um, if I had the opportunity, I was going to try to get in there as much as I could. But between uh, scheduling and different things, uh, the two races I was lucky enough to be able to do so Mount Pleasant, which was this past weekend, and Lake Geneva, which is in a few weekends from now.
3: So what uh, what do you got to do to train between now and then? A little cardio.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, I've I've I'm in pretty good shape. I mean, i had already you know been working pretty hard in the new year, for coming off the my my last surgery to get all the hardware taken out of my body from my no
4: from more my accident. screws <laughs> poking
1: through your arm yeah. like last time I saw you. <laughs> no more screws sticking out and and bugging me. So I can, you know, I was just really stoked after everything that had happened a year and a half ago with that horrible accident to be able to really just get my body back and then be able to to go fully into, you know, training and getting, you know, physical therapy, getting my arm working properly again. And um so I thought I was, you know, I was doing pretty good. And then I got out on that snow cross track and I was like, wow, there's a few things I still need to work on, <laughs> most definitely. Um And I mean, there's always room for improvement everywhere and the sled just, you know, not having that be something I did, I do, uh, and obviously not being in a race environment for a very long time and then not being in just even an environment where I'm getting my body, you know, beat in a, a manner like that, you know, for quite a while since before my accident, it was just. It's it was, so much more abusive than motor too, it, isn't it? Yeah, it, I it mean, was. It's... And, and I, uh, yeah, it just, it was even, I was expecting a, a beating, but it came, in an even heavier package. Um, but so yeah, it definitely just, uh, the sled, it, it also different muscles, different things being used, different things being slammed. And then anything I've ever kind of been used to, uh, all also. So it was kind of interesting to see how that all works. And I actually got thumb cramp, which I've never had in my entire life. Okay. Um, you know, with dirt bike, throttle, uh, razor, it's, you know, foot. So, <laughs> I, yeah, completely didn't even think about the fact that my thumb is engaged the entire time with the throttle on the sled, and I actually, like, had to have a massage the other day to get my thumb working again, because it was, like, it was all cramped up, and there was all these knots in it and everything. Um, so there's just all these different elements, you know, and and that's what happens when you kind of go off into different... um elements of It reminds me of a Travis
3: story. You talk about your thumb cramp. All this is going on, your body's being beat up, and you got a thumb, thumb cramp. cramp right? It was like there was some video somewhere where somebody got a calf, they landed calf on their cramp. head, yeah, and they got a calf Dusty. cramp. And Travis is like, Dusty. you just landed on your head and you got a calf cramp. How does oh that work? Oh
1: my god, that's like one of my favorite lines from the Nature Circus 3D movie. And that was Dusty Weigel crashing, and Trav was just standing there staring at him like, are you kidding me? You got a calf cramp? Like I'm like these things happen. You know this is this is this is real. This is true. This is the struggle. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, for
3: sure. So, <laughs> oh, too much fun. So, yeah, we are gonna take a uh, short break here. But if we got uh, Jolene on the line. She's gonna be popping in and out uh, throughout today. But uh, we got another segment with her coming up. So, got any fan questions? Definitely hit me up. It's at Jim Beaver 15 on Twitter and uh we will get those answered Jolene we got a couple of them make them, them in good the pipe. people yeah, make we got them a, good we got a few good ones in the pipe, so uh i uh, love to have a few more so it's at Jim Beaver 15 on twitter you can answer them directly to jolene van vute so you got about 3 4 minutes to get those in and uh, we'll get them rolling so uh we're going to take a short break be back in about 3 minutes here on your favorite action motorsports radio show the down and dirty radio show powered by Polaris Razor Are you looking for a place to push yourself behind the wheel and see how your driving skills stack up? Dirtfish Rally School is that place. Located on 315 acres of pristine automotive playground at the foot of the Cascade Mountains in Snoqualmie, Washington, right outside of Seattle, Dirtfish Rally School is a one-of-a-kind place where everyone from first-time drivers to seasoned professionals like Bucky Lassic and Antoine Lestage can push themselves to their limit. Whether driving the high-performance rally-prepped all-wheel drive Subaru Impreza STI is what you're looking for, or you'd rather hang it all out in the rear-wheel drive Subaru BRC Dirtfish Rally School has something for everyone. Classes are available from two hours to three full days and feature instructors with over 150 years of combined racing experience. Whether you're looking to become the best and get an edge on the competition, or just looking to freshen your skills behind the wheel, Dirtfish Rally School is the place to go. For more information on registering for classes, visit Dirtfish on the web at dirtfish.com, or to check out the latest happenings from Dirtfish, follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dirtfish Rally. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And uh, I think I jumped the gun out of that uh, commercial break by about 30 seconds. So uh, we'll have to see there. But uh, I don't know. That might make things interesting for our uh, producers. But uh, anyways, I'm not too worried about it. Not my problem. Sorry, producers. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jolene Van Butte in here in her house having social media difficulties.
1: I can't. Fi- I'm supposed to post something, and I, I can't figure it out. I know that sounds really stupid, but yeah.
3: So by the it's way, true. yeah, <laughs> you guys listening in during the duration of this show, we got an awesome video on Starcar dropping. We do, so, uh, and I'm trying
1: to drop it, but I don't. she's trying to drop it for you. I can't and it's, it out.
3: She's not dropping it like it's hot. It's like kind of dropping it like it's cold, oh my really God. ice cold. I, at no, this point. I'm, I'm
1: dropping the ball. Is what I'm doing. <laughs>
3: So we're trying to drop a video on Jolene's account. It's set up to drop on mine. I can't promise you that that will happen at this point, but and I think General Tire and Polaris and possibly uh, a couple of third parties. Um, cough, cough. Tanner Faust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. We got lots of stuff. We got pictures being pumped out. I know I've had a bunch of people. I hit me up on pictures on the on the Razor things like that. I'm t- telling you, they're coming. Uh, we got, uh, we got some testing to do before the mint, too. Jolene, out here in Parker, we're going to, uh, do some testing of this, uh, brand new Star Car Razor. Beautiful build that she hasn't seen or sat in yet. No, I'm nice. excited. Excited or nervous? Well, both. You can't hurt it.
1: No, well, jeez, really? <laughs> <laughs> do you know me? <laughs> I think at one time, Jolene's like, I really
3: want to get back into off road trucks. I'm like, I'll let you test my trophy truck. She goes, you realize what
4: happened yeah, the last I'm time like, I was in an off road truck.
1: Yeah, well I was like, Yeah,
3: maybe Are uh... you
1: sure? You... <laughs> yeah, no, I am I'm so excited for this project, but Jim just um decided to tell me kind of how much this beautiful, lovely, fast, amazing razor um costs. Yeah. I'm kind of now afraid to even stand closer to it I think <laughs> she's got she's
3: got the she's got the, de- the deed to her house in Canada I always wanted to be a dual citizen and so she's like she's just got it in her wallet there and she told me she's like you know if something happens I'll just sign the deed oh, over gosh. so uh, yeah I might be living up there in Ontario
1: I'm excited I'm excited <laughs> to race I just I've I gotta keep her on the four yeah. four wheel
3: that's the goal so like I get told Tanner I told Jolene I said look we're this is the first race of this brand new car. We've got some test miles, but not a lot. Like we just need to go out and finish. Finish yeah. the first race and we'll probably be in the top 10 if we just finish, but we just need to get it to the finish line and really give it a good shakedown. So the next race, we can just drop the hammer and go. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, this is all, all new to me. You know, this whole thing and a razor of this caliber and getting to go out in the desert i mean the mint 400 being my first race ever in, in this uh category so it's all very exciting lots of nerves lots of butterflies lots of hope i don't screw this up
3: yeah oh we got a <laughs> we got an s bomb there all right at 22 mark <laughs> producers i am helping you out today <laughs> I was talking to Jolene before That's why I love having her in studio Because uh, we were talking before And I was talking about how uh, you know This is live on the internet But it's not necessarily live in national syndication It's because I t- have a tendency to uh, drop some cuss words And guests tendency to drop some cuss words And you guys
1: Really considered a cuss word nowadays?
3: It is by the FAA I like how you're writing FCC, it down again. And it's uh, 2235 this time <laughs> <laughs> No. But but uh really? the, yeah, the FCC considers it a cuss word, so I can say anything on here like hell, ass, or really, or, or, ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't say that. You can say hell, ass, and damn.
1: What's okay?
3: So we that got does. that right. That you're up to three, <laughs> man. You're killing it today. No, yeah, and F bombs are completely no. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's
1: a given. We were told that too with the TV yeah. show, with the Nitro show and stuff. They're like, yeah. "Can you please try not to use those?" But yeah. sometimes when you're in the moment, words are just flying and yeah. they get bleeped out. So.
3: Well, it's like I I laugh cuz we did the I did the stuff with uh, Meddy and Tommy for his rally race. And <laughs> uh I didn't realize cameras were rolling all the time, but they ended up having to do a lot of bleeping with me.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I think I think when there's a camera around, I'm pretty conscious of it and I I can kind of get a handle on trying to use. It's like being around a child. You try to use your friendly vocabulary, but as soon as you think like, you know, the kids aren't listening or the cameras aren't rolling, you just kind of sailor, you know, sailor language all over the place and talk like But yeah my mom gets a little upset with me sometimes and I get home I you know used to get home off tour and traveling around the world with just a you know a boatload of dudes and they're just you know th- the language on tour can sometimes get highly entertaining especially when you're traveling with a bunch of Australians who like to word use a specific four letter c word all the time in all of their conversations which for some reason when they use it is actually not offensive but if as like if you I try to say it all the time, and it, sound, it just doesn't work out. But my mom would just be like, would you stop talking like that? You sound like a bloody sailor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, and if you use bloody and you're in the right country, then all of a sudden that's taboo. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You say bloody here all we want. It's so all right. You go to England, and it's immediately, it's like, <gasps> you know, I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I know, I know S words, F words, and then male and female genitalia we're not allowed to talk about. Oh, or use those Great. words. Other than that, we're pretty wide open.
1: Hmm. Okay, so
3: it's good I, to know. Trust me, I know these things because I've been called into the principal's office. <laughs> <I worked. laughs> Probably after this show, we will too. So
1: yeah, um, well, I, I did. Ax- I mean, I did purposely say a few of those. You so. <laughs> just
3: wanted to see how fast <laughs> I write. I just wanted to see
1: how many times you're going to write it down. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh my goodness.
1: Did anybody there's questions. You had questions. Yeah, where from are we, listeners. Going? We, had to, were we gonna do my that? My
3: phone was kinda of blowing up, yeah. We just started talking and yeah, those of you guys who want to hear us talk more, project action dropping this Thursday. We got like an hour with Jolene on there, and that one we're not bleeping any words. So just uh just I don't putting...
1: think I swore.
3: Yeah, the one you the one you can swear on you didn't yeah, I don't and the think one did. you can't you do. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> All right, so here was the first one. Uh, four question uh, from GRC fan page. She's a long time listener to the show. I think she is in Charlotte, if I remember right. GRC fan. But uh, what moto stunt is left on your bucket list? Uh, is working in Hollywood? Hollywood. I saw that sign that they had over. <laughs> did you remember that sign? They did. Oh, I don't know. You might have been out of no. the country then, or something. Or was this... <laughs> uh, what was they? There was a bunch of a uh, bunch of stoners went up, and they actually uh defaced the Hollywood sign and made it oh, say really? "Hollyweed." Oh, I didn't yeah, know. That. so it was big news. Um yeah, <laughs> we get lost on this show quite frequently. Uh was is working in Hollywood gratifying? What's the scariest stunt you've ever done and how did we become friends? So a couple of good ones um, in
1: there. Hollywood is amazing. Uh that was a huge uh deal for me when I got uh the, the Catwoman job. Obviously that was my first pro uh First job in the Hollywood industry, and first thing I got to work on in that whole stunt community. And it was an instant love for me. I definitely am very grateful for getting you know, the opportunity to audition for that job and then getting the job. And that's led to lots of other things that I've, I've done sort of since. And and most of them actually in the past year, uh, since transferring, uh, over into doing more of the film and t- TV stuff, I'm, I'm really enjoying that new chapter of my life and getting to meet more and more people in the industry. Every time I do a job, I, you know, get to, make new friends and they're all amazing, talented and and welcoming and it's really cool. So yes, that is unbelievably gratifying. Uh, stunt. I think I pr- I probably got to go with like my all time, you know, scariest sort of gnarly. I, you know, look back now, what the hell was I doing? Uh, <laughs> jumping into the grand Canyon with that Travis. one
3: is nuts.
1: Yeah, it is. And, um, a lot of elements had to come together for that to work the way it did. And I mean, it didn't even go exactly the way we planned. It kind of actually went south. Um, but we were able to, you know, when it went bad, we still made it go good. And so grateful, you know, blessed that that uh, worked out the way it did. It was. <laughs> there we go. Get <laughs> down. And um, what was the other question you and I met? Um, through email yeah. or something, maybe even social media, you wanted to do an interview or maybe it was actually, I think we might've actually, the first time we MTV, met was, no?
3: no, first time we, it I was through like I, somebody
1: I, set up an interview with yes, you. It was right then, around
3: torque when you did your torque, uh, when you jumped the truck or well, when you went to race torque. Uh, the, I feel like it was way trick. before was that, that? I don't because know. I feel like I did the an interview
1: t- with you when we were doing the MTV TV show, which okay. was back like 2009, 2010. Uh,
3: I don't actually.
1: Know. I don't. You know what?
3: I know the first time we ever actually met know. was at a the backstage Nitro show.
1: Well, yeah, when we met, but I we've yeah. done many different. Yeah, interviews those. before that, just over telephone. Yeah, just so just, I, don't I don't know. Sorry, gotta, can't answer that question. exactly. We, uh, too many. Years but just ago. through <laughs> through interview, the interview process, uh, yeah. we met and and became friends and. Now we're doing this awesome project together, yeah. and I don't know what the fourth question. I can't remember what the fourth question
3: uh, was. Fourth question was, um, oh, anything uh, basically left on your bucket list as far as stunts go? You got anything in the back of your head, sitting back there, going, Jolene, you need to try this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- I think there's always uh, stuff that I, I want to do and I want to try, and um, it kind of sits back there and, and and plays around. I'm not I'm not certain uh, what I'm ever really gonna do until I'm in the the, the moment of doing it, and I don't like to try to, I don't claim, I'm not a really good person at the claim prior to getting it done type of thing. So even when I do have an idea of things I would like, and I do, you know, have a bucket list of a few things, I like to keep them to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Part too it's
3: like with this project, you and I have known about it for a year and a half. It's like, oh, crap, you know? Yeah, yeah, I just, I, just I mean, I like,
1: yeah, I, I just think sometimes I don't, I just want to kind of, Keep it to myself, and if I if I do get around to doing it, uh, then kind of present it when I get it done, and then I can brag about it instead of – definitely don't – you know, those people that call stuff out all the time and never follow through, I think they're pretty lame. So I don't ever want to feel like I'm one of those people. I
3: know with me, like I I made the mistake and opened up my mouth to both Trav and Wessel, um, because I figured out how to front flip a razor. I've got a ramp design in my head that I know will work because I've actually front flipped razors twice on accident. But I know how fast, (laughs) but I know how fast a rotation needs to be to get back to your wheels, right? Uh, Well, we got to take a short break here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Only one company has taken Levi LaVallee to 10 X Games medals, snowcross championships, a double backflip, and a world record long jump of 412 feet across the San Diego Harbor on New Year's Eve, and that company is Polaris. Whether it's dominating the X Games, racing a stock Polaris Razor XP1000 in the Terracross championship, or just hitting the trail on the weekend, for over 20 years, Levi has relied on the same quality Polaris vehicles and products you can purchase at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of action sports legend Levi LaValle and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PolarisRazor.
0: sound the sound of sports the sound of the racetrack and the sound of your vehicle don't drive around listening to this drive around listening to the sound of performance gibson performance gibson performance exhaust is the company who can turn this into this remember that life is all about sound and gibson exhaust is the sound of performance check out your next cat-back exhaust system headers muffler or utv exhaust at gibsonperformance.com and
4: get more power and more sound
3: Highlights. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Jolene Van Butte, and we are welcomed today by Ashley Wilkie. How's everything going, Ashley?
2: So good. How are you?
3: Doing well. You are bouncing around like crazy the past couple of weeks. I'm like, I don't know, It's I'm getting tired out keeping track of you.
2: Yeah, I just got home around midnight last night, so I'm still, still kind of recovering. But it was such a fun couple, well, not even a couple of days. It was like a whole week, a whole week in Daytona, but it was a blast.
3: Yeah, How and how was it? I'm assuming this is your first trip to Daytona, right?
2: It actually was.
3: Yeah. So, uh, y- y- I mean, tell me about this whole experience because this was a big deal for Monster. You've been with Monster for a while. Um, yeah. You know, and so obviously this is their big rollout to this new ma- massive sponsorship. I mean, how how was it? How was the feedback? I mean, I see on social media, like, there was some backlash <laughs> here and there. And I thought, you know, I'm like, man, this is the pot calling the pet kettle black, these NASCAR fans. You know, they endorse tobacco companies and beer companies and rednecks. And I'm like, you guys are really having a problem with the outfits, you know? But I, I thought it was pretty silly. But how, how was the whole experience? I mean, take us through it.
2: Yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely incredible. I flew in and started working on Wednesday. So I was there Wednesday through Sunday and it was just indescribable. It was so much fun. And as the funniest thing was, is every single fan I talked to was, they had no, no idea why people were in uproar about the outfits or thinking we were, you know, too scandalous. Everyone was so welcoming and just was, You know, saying, oh, we support you. We're so happy you're here. So, it was, I mean, that was unreal. And then I was lucky enough, I got to drive in the pace car one of the nights. So, that in itself, I was just dying over how amazing that was. And then, obviously, having our driver win is crazy. So, (laughs) it it was unreal.
3: You were in Victory Lane, weren't you?
2: I was, yeah. I was lucky enough to stand on the podium and just be in that moment. And I was honestly, I was like tearing up because it was just, the energy was unreal. I mean, it was absolutely crazy.
3: Nice. So, uh, what I know you, you and I talked last year. So what are your plans this year? Because I know obviously you're with monster. You've, you've been doing a lot of the Supercross stuff. Now NASCAR is rolling. Like, I mean, I think there comes a point in time where you can pretty much be on the weekend every single weekend at this point. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're we're still kind of figuring out the final details as to maybe, you know, who's taking on more of the NASCAR and who's taking on more of the supercross just in terms of the monster girls. But um yeah, I'm, I'm totally down either way. Obviously the NASCAR experience I just had was incredible and I would love to continue on with that and it's a long season, so I'm definitely prepared and ready to work every single weekend and just have a blast with that. So we'll see. I'm I'm assuming within the next couple of days here we'll get kind of the final details hammered out as to where I will be. But I'm sure I will not be home. I'll be somewhere on the road.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, how? I mean, because not only was Monster Energy coming into uh, NASCAR, but there was uh, a massive change just in the format of the racing. And and I know with your Mm -hmm. job, I don't know how much of the racing you get to get to see, but how did that go over? Because to me, as a you know a fan, it seemed like it went over really well with this new format. I mean, it was a complete change from you know NASCAR of the past fifty years.
2: Yeah, no, um, I mean, I I was honestly I could only watch a little bit here and there just because I was all over the place, but. I know there was a, a few people I talked to, a few fans that were a little leery on the whole idea of, you know, splitting it up into the three sections, but um, I think it went really well. I mean, everyone seemed to enjoy it, uh, so I, I'd say it was a success.
3: Yeah, definitely. So, what's um and I was talking with uh with General Tire and and obviously, you know, my contract got renewed there and uh, they were telling me, so you got some new deal working with Lucas Oil like as an on-air talent possibly for uh for short course season?
2: So, I will actually be working with um a new a new up-and-coming company and uh production crew and we're do- working on a show called Mod Kids USA. Okay. So I will be starting with that, um, let's see here, on March 10th through 12th, we're doing a boot camp. So it's basically going to be all the kids that are really interested in mod uh, modified cars and just kind of getting immersed into that Lucas Oil experience, Um, we're going to be doing a boot camp, and I'll be the host for that. And then we're hoping to kind of pitch a show to Netflix, and they've actually kind of started doing filming and stuff for that last year, so... Yeah, that's exciting because um, kind of a whole new avenue going into more of the hosting, on-air type of stuff, but I'm super excited for that, and that's kind of where I see myself in the future, so hopefully this is a kind of a good first step in that direction as well.
3: Yeah. Well, that's kind of your background. And I mean, that's, you know, we we've right, talked right. about that before. It's kind of the direction you've always wanted to go. That's, it's so funny right. to me. You talk yeah. about pitching Netflix, you know, in the past it was like, ah, oh, we're pitching MTV. We're pitching ESPN. We're <laughs> pitching, you know, it's like, ah, oh, we're pitching Netflix, <laughs> which makes sense because yeah. Netflix is probably in as many homes and devices as major network TV at this, this point in time, you oh, know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that everything's going in that direction. So I think if we seal the deal there, we're golden.
3: Yeah. Have you unplugged your TV yet, or are you just rolling off the iPad, or do you still have a TV in your house?
2: You know, I still have a TV, but when I was traveling so much, I pretty much watch everything on Hulu or Netflix off the iPad. But every now and then, I turn on the TV. But I, yeah, it's 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 kind of a dying thing, I think.
3: Yeah, for sure. So uh, we got to talk a little bit of Supercross here. Obviously, uh, yeah. you know, you've been at uh, some of these rounds. What I think when uh, when Roxanne went down, a lot of wind kind of, you know, escaped out of the series, you know, and it was like everyone's was like, <laughs> oh, man, Dungy's going to run away with it. Man, were we wrong. This has been some of the best racing I think I've seen in years in Supercross.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone obviously loves Dungy, but I think people were maybe ready for a little switch-up, see if there was – some, you know, some serious competition. And uh yeah, when he went down, I think people were, were pretty upset. And it was actually that weekend, we had even a few more drivers go down just during the practice. So it's been a really, a really crazy, crazy season as far as injuries and all that. But I know our monster, our monster riders have been killing it. Tomac's been doing so good. So Hopefully, you know, our monster our monster train is just gonna keep moving forward and accelerating this year.
3: Yeah, how was it uh how was it being there, what was it, two, three weeks ago when Chad Reed went from fourth to second? I was watching it oh on TV God. and I was literally on my feet screaming at the T V. <laughs> my wife and daughter run in, What's the matter? What's the matter? And I'm like, Reed just passed two of the best to take second.
2: I'm oh like my God. I can only
3: imagine what it was like to be on grounder for that.
2: It was absolutely so incredible! I have never heard the crowd react in and just the—I mean, everyone was cheering. It was—it was incredible. And I mean, he's—he's he's due. He's due to get back up there. So we were super excited. And yeah, the way the fans reacted—I have never in the the past two seasons now that I've worked Supercross heard such like a, a an uproar and just not uproar, but you know what I mean. Saying like, just everyone was just cheering, and it was really, really cool. It was a cool moment to be a part of.
3: Yeah, definitely. I don't know, that's one, one. you know, I look at that and I'm like, you know, you go down at the end of the season, you know, and they start playing back the best moments of the year, and I'm like, you know, even though it wasn't for first, that was such an amazing move, and I mean, Chad, like, oh yeah, there's nobody that doesn't like Chad Reed, there's just nobody exactly. that doesn't like him at this yeah, point, you know? Such,
2: he's such a fan favorite, usually at all the autograph signings um, that they do, you know, the, before the race, he's got the longest line, so... Yeah, he's such a nice guy, too. He's well-deserved.
3: Yeah, you hear people go, oh, I wonder when Reed's going to retire, and then you watch it pass like that, and I'm like, I hope not anytime soon, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he needs to keep keep going.
3: Yeah, exactly. So what's up uh, What's up next for you?
2: Oh, my gosh, that's such a good question. I am not really sure. I'm kind of, <laughs> like, I, like we were talking about a few minutes ago, kind of just waiting and seeing where I will be next week, but – I know we've got um, NASCAR in Atlanta is coming up next week, and then I want to say Supercross is in Toronto. So I'm assuming and hoping that I'll be at one of those. We'll see.
3: Now, if not, you're always welcome at the Mint 400 this weekend too. Sure, General know, Tire would have you there.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm gonna miss it this year, but uh, I'm sure I'll run into everyone and have some fun with them.
3: Yeah, for sure. It definitely, uh, definitely a good time. Well, I, I appreciate you calling in and kind of telling us what happened there in Daytona and recap and everything. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to, uh, are you going to be at all the Lucas, you're going to be at all the Lucas races this year, correct?
2: Um, not all of them, but okay. a good majority of them, yeah. Okay. Yep.
3: I, well, I'll have to talk with you off air. We're working on some kind of, uh, possible, like, Lucas recap segment, uh, with General Tire. Oh, cool. And so, and your name had popped up in our conversation about possibly calling in and doing some hosting with me and, uh, you know, kind of talking Lucas oil and things like that at events you're out at. So, um, I'll yeah, have to, perfect. yeah, I'll have to give you a ring off air sometime. So.
2: Okay. Sounds
3: good. All right. Thanks for everything, Ashley.
2: All right, thank you so much. Have a great day.
3: All right, you too. All right, bye. bye. All right, that was Ashley Wilkie with uh Monster Energy, and I don't know, she's been with Traxxas, General Tire, just quite a few, but she bounced around. She travels about as much as we do, Joe. It's-
1: Lots of traveling.
3: <laughs> Lots of traveling. And Chad Reed, you got to be a Chad Reed fan.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So
3: everybody's a Chad Reed fan.
1: Yeah, I think so.
3: There was like a point there where it was like I think there was some people that weren't Chad Reed fans, but he's come back now and like everybody's a Chad
1: Reed fan. Well, it's, I mean it's nice too to see somebody that's been doing it for so long still doing so well. And I yeah. think that's that what that pulls people maybe that even weren't fans of him maybe, you know, years back to still see him out there crushing it. I think they kind of come around cuz they're just like, wow, he's still still out there giving it and doing well.
3: Yeah, I gotta, there was a post and I gotta, I gotta pull this guy's name up. So, uh, I was reading an article and I hadn't really heard about him and I followed him on Instagram because his story is so rad. Uh, have you heard of Ronnie Ford? Um, he is, uh, racing supercross. He is like 44 years old mm-hmm. and, uh, he's racing supercross on a two stroke CR250. I think it's CR250, might be, uh, it might be another brand, but, uh, 252 stroke. And he goes, uh, uh, there was an interview with Transworld and they're like, what's going on here? And he's like, I still thought I had a little gas. Like back in the 90s, I guess he raced supercross and, uh, thought he had a little gas left in the tank and Mm -hmm. he went away and he's got like a, a, a commercial kitchen cleaning service, or something like that. Where you go and clean restaurant kitchens, yep. done well. And he's like, I felt like I had a little gas in the tank. I came back to Supercross. He's like, I don't plan on racing against Dungey, but he's like, if I make a, if I make the night show sometime, yeah. he's like, that's a big deal for me. Oh, His wife's cool. supportive, and they're like, well, why are you doing on a on a two stroke? And he's like, I know how to ride two strokes best. He's like, that's all <laughs> so I own. Like, like, that's because I want to. <laughs> he goes, that's all I own, and he and he says, and the fans love it, he, and and oh, like yeah. they showed a picture. There's like all these legit Supercross riders. Not that he's not legit, but you know what I mean. You've got all these big name guys, and here's this the Ronnie Ford. Factory guys. Yeah, all these factory guys. Here's Ronnie Ford. And his line's twice as long for autographs because he's on a two-stroke. He's like <laughs> the two-stroke guy, and he's like he's older. And it's like I'm like this guy. I got to meet him. I got to get him on air because that's like the type of story I love. Yeah. So cool. he's just doing it, living the dream. That's living all. Living the, the dream. His wife's supporting him, and so what can you do? You know. Yeah. So they're like, Well, how are you paying for this? He's like, oh, I got a couple sponsors. I got a pretty good business. And he's like, So I'm vacationing he's by privateer.
1: The- I mean, that's all that's how we all start out. And eventually, I think that's all how we end up. Yeah. I mean, you, if you're lucky enough to get into the you know, the factory rig sort of circle for a while there, but eventually, you all end up as a privateer.
3: Yeah, that's what's uh, <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was a super cool story. And I'm like, Man, okay, if he made the night show on a two stroke. That's going to be big headlines. Yeah. Because I don't know when the last time that happened, but it's been a while. I know when Trav did the Red Bull straight rhythm, it was a big deal that he did it on a two-stroke.
1: Yeah, Trav has a soft spot for two-strokes, so he...
3: (laughs) That's about the easiest way to put it. (laughs) got a soft spot for two-strokes. All right, we are going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back... We got, uh, I don't know. I got a little quick dirt fish rally report and some uh, project action to talk about, and then we got Amy Hood calling in for a couple segments. We got Tanner Faust coming up, so uh, stay tuned here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hey, I'm RJ Anderson, factory Polaris driver, and I drive Polaris because it's the most capable, race-ready off-road vehicle on the market. When R.J. Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship-winning Razor XP1000. R.J. is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles, and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquered the wall of death in XP1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder RJ Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
1: Blue Water Resort and Casino is doing it again. $32,200 in cash will be given away in March with their Lucky Clover Cash giveaway.
3: Thank my lucky stars, with nine chances to spin the wheel on Saturdays every half
0: hour from 2 till 6 p.m. Arizona time.
1: And we're back on Friday, March 31st, when one person will win $20,000 at 7 p.m.
0: Lucky Clover Cash
4: giveaway. See the club for details. Blue
0: Water Resort and Casino.
4: Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally.
3: Do you race or are you a weekend warrior? Have you checked on the date on your helmet recently? Don't get caught off guard by using an outdated helmet. Impact Racing, the leader in motorsport safety, has new SA 2015 helmets to fit your budget. Whether you're looking for a helmet with a full carbon fiber shell to take you to victory at the Indy 500, or just looking for some helmets for a weekend at Glamis, Impact Racing has a helmet for you. Find out more information at impactraceproducts.com or on Facebook at Impact Safety. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And uh, this is your Dirt Fish Rally Report for this week, brought to you by our good friends at Dirt Fish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. And if you want a discount up there at Dirtfish, you can use the coupon code Dirtfish 15% off your class. Talking a three-day class, you're talking... Uh, I don't know, 500 $600. So, uh, you can tell me, thank you later. Use JB Dirtfish. Um, but the Dirtfish Rally Report, man, we got some, uh, Red Bull GRC news to chat on. I was up there at Dirtfish this past weekend, and, uh, man, I gotta tell you, those boys, Connor Martell, James Rimmer, they are, they are on fire getting ready for this, uh, new season. Um, but I kind of want to talk a little bit about, uh, the venues, cause a couple of these venues are coming out, you know, and, a uh, big one is, uh, Memphis to kick off uh, the this, this season. Uh, Memphis has kind of got me pumped. I don't know. That's one. Maybe I can get a job or something so I can go back there because uh, that one should be fun uh, there at Memphis uh, I don't know, it's Memphis Raceway Park. And then Indianapolis, big, you know, it was kind of swarming. Where is it going to be in Indy? Where, where is this round going to be out at, at Indianapolis? I mean, this is a massive deal for uh, Red Bull GRC to be racing in Indianapolis, and it's going to be at it's going to be at IRP in Indianapolis Raceway Park, so it won't be at the Motor Speedway. It will be at IRP still an amazing uh, amazing facility there. Uh, so uh, yeah, Red Bull GRC is uh, you know kind of started rolling out uh, rolling out some of uh, you know their events and uh, I don't know, man, it's it's shaping up to be uh, pretty solid. You're just kind of looking at the whole uh, event schedule I can I can throw some estimates out there. Kentucky, I got no idea. Connecticut, I got no idea. Canada, well, I got no idea. I I can't even throw out estimates. What am I talking about? Atlantic City, that's going to be the same place as last year. Seattle will be the same place as last year. So Los Angeles will as well. So yeah, I'm pretty lame at this uh, guesstimating stuff because half of them, I don't know. Canada, it's like, eh, I don't know. I told them, uh, uh, I told them they need to have it all the way up northern Canada, um, up by the Arctic Circle and uh, put studs on the cars, and that was my advice to Red Bull GRC. I don't think they bit that, though. So I'm thinking more along the lines of Toronto or Vancouver or something like that. So, uh, yeah, Um, they didn't like that idea. Don't know why. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Red Bull GRC, they got the calendar out in the wild, and uh, they're starting to fill in dates, and uh, that is always a good thing. You know, we're playing a silly season with drivers currently. Um, so that's uh you know that's another big one. Uh who's gonna land where and uh you know we're gonna find out uh probably sooner rather than later. But uh yeah, that was your Dirtfish Rally report for this week, brought to you by our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. and we'll be back after this break.